Okay, friend, we are into August. The summer is just flying by as it always does. I hope you are enjoying your summer and having a great time with your friends and family. Now, we have two things coming up that we want you to know about. We are going to be hosting a live event. It will be a live podcasting event. We will record an episode live. There will be food. There will be treats. There will be fun things going on. We are going to do all sorts of awesome things that night. It is going to be on September 10th. So come join us September 10th here in Boise, Idaho, and mix and mingle with us. Get to know us even better. We can't wait to get to know you better. We actually get to see your faces and see you in real life, which is just amazing. Come connect with us. Come enjoy this live event. Also, tickets are still available for my live retreat, and I would love to have you join me there. The live event is actually at the end of the retreat, so it is included in your retreat price should you be coming to my retreat or to the retreat. It's not actually my retreat. It is your retreat because you are the one that is going to be able to take this time for yourself to get to know yourself, to get to show yourself love, and to get to reconnect with yourself so that you get to head back to your everyday life feeling more connected, more intentional, and more in tune with what it is you really want. And by doing that, you are going to be able to serve your friends, your family, your work, whatever, on a deeper, more connected level. It is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to see you there. So if you are interested in our live event or in the retreat, head to our show notes. The links are there and you can get your tickets for either one of those right now, today. All the details are there. I was gonna tell you more, but it'll be best if you go find the details there. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Thanks for being here. I think that a lot of people have this visualization of pride as this is just a rave party. A big rave party where there's going to be dudes in their underwear and being crass. Yeah. And, 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 and I get that. And that, so, was, that was my impression of pride initially. Okay, like, so how can we get that out of people's heads? Come to pride and experience it. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Okay, so it is... Pride Month. It is. National Pride is National Month. Pride Month. Right? Which I don't think I actually ever realized. I didn't realize that. No, you both know. But I have know. gathered that over this last year in the fact that Pride happens in different times, like in different cities. It just depends. I don't know. Like yeah. what scheduling, I guess, works for that city. So does each city have their own Pride? What do they call it? Sector? Sector. Events. Sector. Everyone has a Pride Festival. A pride weekend, so pride does, something or other, depending on the size of the city. Who manages that? Boise's is managed by, there's a pride board. They're all volunteers. They're local people, mostly. And so, are you on that board? No, I'm just a volunteer. Okay. I am friends with the president of the board and the prior president. Does the board get paid? No, no one gets paid. So you're all I volunteers. wish someone did, because it is a huge undertaking to put on Pride Festival in Boise. It is. I had no idea how much goes into the planning and the execution and the follow-up of this festival. And there's potential for so much more stuff throughout the year with Boise Pride, but it just takes everything we've got to put on this festival that it's just 
that's the max. That's the most we can do, at least with the group of people we have right now. So how does Pride get funding? It's all donations from sponsors, Hmm. primarily corporate sponsors. So I noticed like Wells Fargo. Wells Wells Fargo Fargo main stage. Yeah. And Tito's hospitality booth and our hospitality tent. And um, so just lots of businesses. Lots of businesses. Around town. This year, when I volunteered, which is like January, one of my friends stepped down as president. Another one of my friends stepped into that role as president. And so I said, you know, let me help. What can I do as a volunteer to help help this cause? So I was asked to oversee the small business partnerships, to kind of be a liaison between local businesses and the pride organization. Okay. In the past, there hasn't been a lot of outreach there. So it was primarily just big corporate sponsors. So it was kind of a, a missing piece in Boise Pride Fest was to have the involvement from the local the businesses, which makes perfect sense. That's where members of the Pride community work and shop and right. dine. And so it was kind of a missing piece all this time. But again, with it just being put on by volunteers, it's you know there's, there's a limit to how, how much can, how far we can reach and how much we can do. So this was kind of a new thing. And it was good. It was an awesome way to, to start that this year. But anyway, that's what I did primarily leading up to Pride. A few other things too, but what I was primarily that person to. So you feel like your role was successful? Definitely. Yeah. I think there's huge opportunity for so much more to happen there. Like what, um, what kind of opportunities do you see? Just so many businesses that are very inclusive, that where members of the LGBT plus community spend a lot of their time or where a lot of them work and are employed. But you know, me and reaching out to some of these businesses, so many of them said, we've always wanted to be involved in Pride. It's always kind of been something we wanted to do. It's just all of a sudden Pride rolls around and, you know, we'd never done anything and no one ever reached out to us. And it's just like it came and went and we missed the opportunity. Okay. The response I got was really positive, approaching business owners and saying, would you guys like to partner in one fashion or another with Pride or be a sponsor? Okay. It's a very good response, very positive. Almost everyone was saying, so if a business or a small business wants to get in touch with their local pride, mm-hmm. like how would they go about doing that? With ours, a lot of people would go on our website and submit a request to partner. There's a link on there that they can just send like a little email, so to what, speak. What's the website? BoisePrideFest.org. Okay. Because I would like if I wanted to be a sponsor, like I wouldn't even know. If you Googled go Boise there. Pride, it would. It's one of the first ones that would pop up, and there's information there. But I have a question too. I've thought about this a lot. I feel like sometimes, and I don't know if you would know this or not, but I sometimes wonder if businesses are jumping on to sponsor mm-hmm. just because they want the publicity. Not, they, I mean, the publicity, sure, but like the, it's like popular right now to sponsor the gay community, you know, like to be a part of it. And okay. so I wonder if some of them are genuinely. It's, it's very clear. At least it was to me in most cases, whether someone was genuinely interested in, I support this part of our community community and I want to show that and I want to give to this cause and I want to help move this forward in Idaho and in Boise. And then there were others that clearly had ulterior motives. And honestly, either one is fine. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's one that's better than the other. Genuine motives are better, obviously. But but there were a couple of businesses. There was one that partnered with us, sent in a check. And it went so wrong so quick that I sent an email and said, I cannot in good conscience partner with Mai Tai, the restaurant in downtown Boise. I said, 
I suggested to the board that we refund their donation and cut ties with them. Really? Why? Because he saw it as a marketing campaign. And he called me and said, you are not doing what I paid you to do. And I'm like, hold on. You made a donation to the Pride organization to support your community. You are not paying us to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I said, marketing. if you want marketing, put your $800 towards a marketing person. <laughs> so we refunded his money. And we do some marketing for all of our sponsors. They all have their yeah. logo on display at the festival in various different locations in the Boise Weekly. And we're doing social media posts to support them because we want it to be known to yeah. the LGBT plus community that these are the organizations that support us. That are supporting you. These are the ones that helped us put on this festival. These are the ones that have made a yeah. show of inclusion. We want that to be known. Well, and I think it's interesting because like $800 isn't, I mean, it's a significant amount of money, but it's not like a ton no. To expect, like, what do you really expect when you're yeah. donating $800 to someone? Right, right. <laughs> it's a donation. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what he got out of it, is that everyone I know has been told, don't go to Mai Tai any longer. And then there were so many other places downtown that were just so enthusiastic, too. I'm yeah. sure. That when I walked in their door, they were just excited, like, oh, we're so glad you approached us about this. What can we do? Yeah. You know, how can we get involved? And that's the part of it that I liked. Mm -hmm. I loved, to be honest with you, I was not good at raising money necessarily. I mean, I raised a fair amount and actually more than what the initial goal had been. What was your initial goal? 10,000. 10,000. And how, how long did you have to raise it? I started in like February. That's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. And, and it, this was not all my efforts by any means. Many of these were just companies that reached, like, out. Re reached out on the website or someone else had a lead, but it was just, you know, they forwarded it to me and said, hey, you know, this is your area, so you take yeah. it on. So. I'm not saying I raised personally $15,000, just that the part of it that I oversaw and was involved in, that was yeah. the contribution. And so what, what would you have to say to somebody in the community or any community listening? Why is it so important for you to raise money for this cause? Like, how does that benefit the community? A lot of people ask this and specifically, like, what is our money going towards? Yeah. And we put on this two-day festival once a year. Uh, Father's Day weekend in June, 13th, 14th, 15th is usually where it falls. That's specifically in Boise. Right? In Boise, yes. But it's so much more than just a festival or a party or a, you know, shows up on a stage. It's Because here's, here's the thing. Like, I think that a lot of people have this visualization of Pride as this is just a rave party. A big rave party where there's going to be dudes in their underwear and being crass. Yeah. And, 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 and I get that. And that so was... That was my impression of Pride initially. Okay, like, so how can we get that out of people's heads? Come to Pride and experience it. Okay, cool. So that's what we did this last weekend. And what did you guys think? <laughs> and we haven't had this conversation yet because we wanted to wait until we were recording. I've been, yeah, I've been dying to know what you guys <laughs> thought of Pride. Yeah. So, Jess, you want to go? I feel, I feel like we've started into so many topics that I haven't finished. So we need to round yeah. back on some of these things. Yeah. But let's, and let's, let's, lay, let's lay out what happened here. So I was at Pride working... That I oversaw that hospitality booth, so I was there. Okay, so time out. So back to my original question that I asked about two minutes ago mm -hmm. of why is it so important? Because you said you get this question all the time, yeah. why it's so important for the community to be We're to be creating involved. a space and a time frame to celebrate the members of the LGBT plus community to come and be who they want to be and celebrate who they are and not hold back and experience this huge show of support and love and acceptance. And that's what it is. And that's what I feel in it. That's, for so me, it, that's... Is it fair to say that basically anybody who loves and supports another human being 
is invited to pride. Isn't any anyone who fits that description is invited to pride. My first pride experience. Because honestly, I initially thought... So an example of your first Pride experience. Yes. At least my first exper- exposure to Boise Pride. Okay. Must have been five, six, six years ago, probably. I had Boise that weekend. I had Boise. I had Penny that weekend. And she was probably three. And I wasn't planning on participating in Pride at all. Because I thought this is just a party with a bunch of gays, like, doing their thing. And... Like I didn't, I didn't know it was more than that. I didn't, I didn't, I hadn't experienced this part of it. So anyway, Penny and I are downtown doing what we did on a Saturday, which we like rode our bikes downtown, or I guess my bike and her in the trailer went downtown, and we were coming out of a store. I think we were coming out of Renewal. She was probably I liked, not my tie. Not my tie. <laughs> I like to go look at the furniture. She liked to play with the toys. It was like part of our Saturday ritual was to go to Renewal <laughs> and spend like an hour there <laughs> and the Capitol. <laughs> anyway. We're coming out of one of the stores right as the parade is passing. And I'm like, oh, we'll just check out the parade while it's going by. Like, we couldn't help it because it was right there anyway. And I was just moved almost to tears by this parade, which was mostly just people on foot walking through the streets, but with signs of support and love and acceptance, um, people of all walks of Boise life. Mm-hmm. And... I was just so overwhelmed by this feeling of, I cannot believe all these people support me and those that are like me. And it was just this incredible emotional thing for me. And that's when I thought like, okay, pride is more than just a big party (laughs) and just a bunch of boys gone wild. (laughs) It's clearly something about... But does that happen though? Like, is it pretty wild? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the actual festival itself is very much a show of support and love and acceptance. So after that, I made a point that next year I want to go to this. I want to be involved in this. I want to see more of this. And that's what it has been for me year after year is just this overwhelming. I just, I love the feeling at Pride of come as you are, you are welcome, you are accepted, you have worth, you are just bring what it is that you bring and let's all, let's celebrate that. Whatever that thing is, whatever it is that's different about you and whatever it is that you, you know, things that, things that people may not feel comfortable doing and being and showing in themselves in their normal day-to-day life, like anything goes at Pride. You can do those things there and no one's going to bat an eye at it. And, and uh, are, are heterosexuals welcome to go to Pride? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are the, the normal type of families welcome to go to Pride? Absolutely. We have a family section at the festival. It was a jump house. We actually are really encouraging trying to make it more family-friendly. And I do want to say like anything I say here, like I'm not a representative of Pride. You know, like this is just my experience and me as a volunteer, like wanting to contribute. But like, okay, you know, I might say we, but just rest assured, I'm not a representative of the Pride Board or anything. Okay. And this is just me sharing my experience and what it's been like. And this year I just thought was phenomenal. By far the best Pride, in my opinion. It was just a huge turnout, huge show of support. What made it the best? Well, it was the biggest by far. Here, do you guys want me to pull up some... Let me tell you some fun facts about Pride 2019. All right. Fun facts about this year. So it's pretty much doubled every year for the last couple of years. Last year, there were forty five to 50,000 people that filtered in and out of the festival over the two days. This year, where there were sixty five to 70,000 is what they estimated. It's a lot of people. There were 20,000 people there for the capital lighting, including you guys, on Friday night. It was... That's a lot of people. 
It is. It's a huge show of support. And are there a lot of people that come in from out of town, mm -hmm. or is this Boise Pride has gotten? I mean, it's on the map now. It's it's known. It's up there with, you know, a lot of people come from Portland and Seattle. Less from Portland because theirs is the same weekend, which I think is really unfortunate that we don't coordinate those so we can go to each other's prides. But a lot of people from Salt Lake, a lot of people from Seattle, and from Southeast Idaho, and of course rural parts of Idaho, they flock to to Pride. To Boise. You know, Pocatello has a pride. I don't know if Idle Falls does, but, you know, some of these little towns have their little prides, but Boise's is definitely the biggest in Idaho, and I think it was, like, second biggest in the Pacific Northwest. Really? Yeah, this year. Don't quote me on that, but okay. that's what I heard. Okay, cool. So, um, you guys came. What was your experience? So, we came. So, we... Correct me if I'm wrong. I, 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 I think pride goes from Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Is that right? No, no, Sunday, just Friday, Saturday. As far Friday, as the actual Saturday. festival goes, yeah. So it's okay, Friday. So, so Sunday's the day of rest. So, <laughs> so no Sunday. Got it. Yes. So we went, when was it? Saturday night? Friday night. Friday night. It was Friday night? Okay. And what led up to this was so Betty Who was the headliner. Betty Who? Penny knows Betty Who from my music yeah. and was super excited when I told her that Betty Who was headlining. She's like, Daddy, I really want to go to that. And I'm like, all right, it's a free festival. It's open to all ages. Come with me. So when it actually rolled around... I didn't know who Betty Who was. Yeah. You neither. Now you do. Yep. But when it actually rolled around, I was working that hospitality tent and couldn't really like easily leave and go get her and come back and I had to clean up afterwards and whatever. So that's when I was like, hey, why did you guys all just come down? Bring Penny. Come to Pride. Come enjoy this. And you guys are like, okay, we'll do it. At first, we were like, uh, maybe. <laughs> Didn't we go? We went swimming. Yeah. That. I'm not a big Pride person. And all of the parts that I have seen it are more of what you're talking about, like the partying type stuff. And I think that's why. And so like bringing my kid, it's kind of like, eh, yeah. maybe not. Mm -hmm. It's not the the part that I like support and love. Right. I love those people for sure. And I was interested when we went swimming that day and I talked to um, one of our friends who's gay. And I said, are you going to Pride tonight? And he's like, no. He's like, I fly my flag every day. I don't need to go to Pride. And you know, I thought, you know what? That's kind of, I think, how I have felt. Like, you know, I show, I hope I show my love and support for people and encouraging them to be who they are on an everyday basis. And not that there shouldn't be. I mean, I think it's cool that you guys do this. And I hear so many good things. And I have so many friends, straight allies, word Matt learned last weekend. Oh, it stole my thunder. Oh, dang it. <laughs> we can talk more about it. But that our excited to be there and you know and so I think it's a great thing and I think it does a lot of good you talk about youth that come and that yeah. feel loved and supported and I think it's great so anyways yeah Matt and I both were like eh, but we decided to go that's my favorite thing about it sorry to steal the, oh, that's fine. the floor again but like it's cool for me and for other adults and such but I love it for the youth I loved seeing you know the festival doesn't start till four o'clock on Friday so we're out there all day Friday setting up you know fencing and tents and water stations and garbage cans and whatever and these teenagers, these queer youth come down at like 11 in the morning, just like so eager to start their Pride weekend. And I just love seeing that. I you love put a seeing... put shovel in their hands and say, all right, get to work? Well, some of them. <laughs> Only if they want to. But, <laughs> but those that are just so excited to have a space where they know they won't be judged, they won't be shunned, they won't be bullied. Like, this is their place, their time, their weekend. It's a safe place. It is. Yeah. It's a safe place. And that's, and that's what we're trying to create, yeah. is a safe place. Yeah. And a place for people to see that there are 
so many of us out there who love and support and accept. And, and you're have not your alone. Yeah. Like I think that's exactly. so important for some people to know. Like they get caught up in the other stuff. They need to know they're not alone. Yeah. yeah. So what about so, you, Mac? What yeah. was your well? So let's let's finish. Like we we went swimming. We were kind of iffy on the fence, and then we had dinner. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, I guess we didn't really have anything else going on. Yeah. So we decided to head down Pride. And go see Steve and Betty Who. Yeah. So we went and took my kids, took Penny, and went down. It was interesting. I wish you could be, see Matt's face be, right now. Yeah, I, be, be frank, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm okay in my own skin. Like, I feel as though I'm a fairly confident person. And I felt totally fine walking through a big crowd of... The thing is, you never know if somebody is straight or gay as you're walking through this crowd. You don't know if they're male or female. You don't know, like, and that was probably the biggest confusion for me is I don't even know how to really shake somebody's hand in this group of people. Do I give them a hug? Do I, I I don't know. It was just. And that's part of what I love about it. And that's, it's just, it's something going, but it's something I've never experienced because I've never been to a pride festival or I've never been in the midst of this diverse of community and not really know how to I don't know how to interact with with them like I mean because you would you would you agree with me that I probably stuck out like a sore thumb no no because I know my son felt that way and but that's, that's not, just because that's he's just... probably a little uncomfortable like hasn't seen some of the weirdness that we not that it's like and... super weird but it's just like whoa and granted, it's, seen, a, it's a lot, and I do. I haven't seen lot. that much makeup and that much hair on one person. That's weird, <laughs> you know. And there's just a lot to see and take in. And so, like as a and, kid that hasn't been exposed to that at all, is a little or even a well, even a grown man. There. And aside from no matter who the demographic would have been, you were walking into a park that was jam packed. It was right. with tons twenty thousand people. people on one block. This is one tiny city block with twenty thousand right. people crammed in there, right. all like. Hyped up and like so eager and so ready. But one of the so, things that I will say is that everybody was friendly. Oh, yeah. Everybody was happy to see everybody else there. Yeah. Yep. And that's something that you don't always feel. Even like going to a concert. Yeah, you're going to a concert. You're going to see the same band that you're probably there to see and they're excited to see about. But it's still not like there's a difference of, oh, I want, I want to make sure I have a better view of this band than the other. Whereas at this festival, I felt like, like, oh, let me get out of the way for you so you can go wherever you want to go. And I really feel like that is based on the fact that this is about the people. This is about the group of people coming together and connecting and supporting. And whereas a concert is a typical concert, this was very much a concert. You guys came right at the time that we're all eagerly awaiting the headliner to show up on stage. But, you know, this whole thing was about being there and connecting and supporting and right. which isn't at a regular concert it's you are there to see so and so perform yeah usually <clears throat> with a couple of your friends and you're not worried like you're not trying to create a community yeah. with these people yeah okay yeah. so so tell me more about the interactions you had she said you weren't sure like do you how do you interact with these people that you're not even sure so what, the first, how they are for example the first guy i don't that's the thing i don't even know how to refer to him person the first Them. person right <laughs> the first person but here's the thing and I'll get into it. The first person that we saw on the stage when we got there, we go up, we meet you. Mm-hmm. And from probably like 
30 yards away, you see them up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And you come over and you say, oh, this guy is hot. <laughs> is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First thing? Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> the guy up on the stage playing the guitar, you come up to us and you're like, oh, this guy is hot. Well, come to find out, this guy used to be a woman who went through a, you know, sex Transitioned. change. Transitioned. Transition. I don't even know if you can, you know, politically. Mm-hmm. Is that political? Yeah, you can. Polit- politically. Again, I'm no expert on anything politically. Sex here. change. Just... Um, you didn't even know that. And like, as, as this person's playing, we come to find out more that they, they're transgender and... I, I did know that. I mean, I knew they were a trans man. Is that what you're saying? He didn't realize that song that they were singing oh, was, was... Yeah, I didn't know that song had been, before. Yeah, that I didn't know. But I know who the performer was and that they Well, so this whole time, like, as we get closer and closer to the stage, because we migrated up closer to the front, this guy, he's got a full beard. So I'm thinking, oh, this guy can sing, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, it, it, it used to be a, a female. And that I had, like, I hadn't really seen that extreme of a change ever. Yeah. At least that I mean, you know that's of. that I know of. Yeah. Right. And so that kind of blew, that it, kind of blew my mind. I was like, "What? In it's, what kind of what kind of way?" Like, this used to be a female, and when he said that he's now going to sing with his female voice with his male voice, I'm like, "How does that even work?" Which I that blew my mind when I put two and two together. Apparently, I missed that introduction. Yeah. But they had recorded this song mm-hmm. pre-transition. Yeah. We're the so, ones that explain this to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Explaining to the listeners now that they recorded this song and with that was cool. the female voice. And then after he transitioned, he recorded with the male voice and harmonized with himself. And I just thought that was phenomenal. It but. was cool. And it was, I mean, yeah, and you're right. Both voices were amazing. It was cool to hear. It was impressive you can do that. Yeah. But you see, like going closer to the stage in that circumstance, like because you had already like we met you like halfway up to the stage. Mm-hmm. You said, this guy is hot. And so I'm thinking as I'm getting closer to the stage that this is a male. Oh, it's cool male. He, he's playing a guitar. He's cool. Like, and then all of a sudden it's like, my mind was like blown. Wait, this isn't, <laughs> wait, what? And that's kind of the point. Is and he's opening. talking about his girlfriend that's over there, but it was hard to take in. Like I was confused. Well, there is a much bigger trans community in Boise than I think a lot of people would ever oh, yeah. realize. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what we want to celebrate at Pride. and Create awareness. Yeah. Create yeah. awareness and, and a safe space and acceptance and education. Okay. So one of the other things you said is you referred to them as queer youth. Mm-hmm. And I even still like saying it just now, have a hard time saying the word queer. Queer is a term that used to have a lot of very negative connotation associated yeah. with it. When we were growing up, especially. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's funny. I remember growing up, there's this game you played, right? Called Smear the Queer. Right. Smear the Queer. And basically, it was like, whoever had the ball, you just tackle them as hard mm-hmm. as you can, right? And so growing up, like, even playing that game, I remember being told, hey, you can't say that. Like, don't say that. Right. And so from then, then on, I thought, like, queer was, like, the N-word. This is very much a, like a... a, a a reclamation. This is a word that has been historically used in a derogatory way and has kind of been reclaimed as a, we, I mean, by my definition, it means different or strange or yeah. aside from the rest. And it's kind of been reclaimed to say like, in a positive way, in a way to describe members of the LGBT plus community that 
take pride in being queer, that recognize and acknowledge their differences and celebrate them. So it's taking on a very positive vibe now and is used in a positive way. And again, this is my experience with it. Well, so I've heard more than you just use it, like mm-hmm. throw it around. But I think the other time I heard it as well was from somebody that was gay. And so I've wondered if it is like the N-word where I'm not going to call somebody mm-hmm. that or yeah. like, but it's okay so, for... So what you're saying uh, is like, it's okay for gay people to use the word queer just like it is for black people to well, use the N-word. Yeah. Whereas it's not okay for heterosexual people to say queer or white people to say the N-word. I just want to make sure that I'm not like saying something that's going to be offensive. Well, my understanding of this, and this is all I have to offer is my understanding. No, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. there will be some people that may still have very negative associations with that word. Primarily older generations, us and above. The younger generation, this is very much a word that they're kind of bringing back. Really? Yes. Hmm. So the LGBT acronym has, I don't know how many letters, I think it's like nine or something. (laughs) 57. But there there are... U-R-S-T-U-V. (laughs) But there there are lots of different ways that people identify in sexual orientation and gender orientation and gender expression. And that acronym includes all All of them. them. Queer is kind of an umbrella that includes all of them as well. A way to refer to the the group of them. Yes. So instead of saying LGBT, it's just the queer community. LBGTQ+. You know, and this has been a a learning process for me too, especially since I started volunteering for Pride as I kind of had to figure out, like, how do I, you know, initially I was talking about, like, gay pride or, and then I thought, you know, I should refer to this as more of like a... a, Inclusive. Yeah, I need, you know, there's so much more than just gay involved here. And I actually asked some people, like, do I say LGBT? Do I say LGBTQIA? Do I say LGBTQ+. I kind of settled on LGBT plus just because that's what I could get to roll off my tongue in a way that that could fit into conversation smoothly. And... Queer is kind of another way to say that in the same way. And that was kind of new to me, too, in the last several months. Like, it's not a word I would have used commonly prior to that, but I have some associations with people that that's the word that they use to refer to our group of friends and to our community. And Well, that's good to know. It's very much an evolving term and very much a reclaimed term. And and it's probably a term that you should use use it at the right time. Yes. Like, you can't just roll up in a restaurant. You could very much use it in an insulting way if you wanted to, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But you could take any one of those words in mm-hmm. the LBGTQ plus mm-hmm. and use that insulting. I mean, that's just like you could insult them easily. And naturally, some people are going to be more sensitive about some of these words than others yeah. and different experiences so, with them. But I like the term because... It's simple. It's simple and it's inclusive. I like that it's very inclusive. I am one part of the LGBT plus community. I'm gay. I'm a gay man. But there's so much more. Oh, yeah. So many different types of people. Well, that's the thing. So many different types of identities and orientations. So about identities, like, I wouldn't fall in or be classified as queer. No. Okay. So I'm excluded, right? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose maybe straight allies fall under... Could fall under that umbrella. I guess I don't know the answer to that. So I bring that up. I brought that up on purpose because this last week I was researching hashtags, which I research hashtags a lot (laughs) on my free time. Interesting. So I was getting ready to like make a post and I was researching some hashtags and 
one of the hashtags that I was researching was gay pride. And so a lot of times in my research, I'll go opposite and try and figure out what is the opposite of gay pride or what is the opposite of a word or hashtag that I'm searching. So what is the opposite of gay? Straight. Straight, right? Mm -hmm. So I research straight pride. Which has been a big topic lately. Has it? Yeah. Well, it seemed like it was a big topic, but in a very negative way from the gay community. So when I researched this, it's like all of a sudden, all of these negative posts, well, all of these posts that had hashtag straight pride came over and they were just getting reamed by people saying, this is the stupidest hashtag I've ever seen. Why would you use hashtag straight pride? Like, well, can't we have some pride too? It would be like someone saying, you know, if I want to say this, this is getting almost a controversial episode here, but it would be like someone saying white lives matter. Yeah. Like the only reason you would be saying that is if you're being completely disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I get and I understand. And that's why (laughs) that hashtag has a lot of negativities because people feel like someone has used that in a way to be completely disrespectful and to make light of. Yeah. I can think of several people in my mind that would use it because they're trying to be disrespectful. Like I can see them. And I'm thinking both of you can probably come up with this person. I think I got it. And so that's what I think of when I think of things like that. Like, sure, you can throw that out there. Well, we have straight pride too, but it's not like. It's not the same. And I understand. And And we get that. But it was just interesting to see that in the hashtags and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, okay, back to when I was doing that research of gay pride. Mm -hmm. It was awesome to see that there are so many walks of life that do love and support this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, like, I guess the decision why I went down to, to Pride for the first time was, am I okay walking in my own shoes with who I am? Because who am I really? Like, I believe that I am a child of God. And I believe every single one of us is on this earth. And can I go to this section, this one block in Boise, and look into these people's eyes and really truly think that these are children of God. When I went down there, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I can do that. Some of them are a little queer. They're a little weird. But I thought it was entertaining. Well, and it, I thought it was great for a lot of them to just be who they were. That's, be that's who they are. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and so I love stuff like that. I mean, I don't necessarily like... It was harder because we had the kids there. But like for me to just like I would go in there and start dancing in the middle of them and stuff and eat that up. And that's kind of that was my go to when I was single. I mean, I would have weekends where I wouldn't have Penny and my friends are married and have kids. They can't go do anything. And like I didn't have a date that weekend, whatever. And I'd call your your boyfriend. When you were single post-divorce. Post-divorce. Yes. In between marriages. And these guys would take me in and I would go to the balcony with them and go dancing. And we Which had the balcony so, is a gay bar. Yeah, the balcony is a gay bar here in Boise. And I had so much fun and just felt so loved. And I loved these people and how kind they were to me. And I could be exactly who I wanted to be. Like I could go dance and have fun and not think a thing of it. And I loved it. And that's what I was reminded of when we went Friday night. Like I was just like, I remember doing this. And it was an extreme version of that and this huge group of people. 
But it took me back to those days where I had these great, and they were all guys. I had these great guys that were there for me and that took care of me. And now I see them doing that for my daughter. Like Penny sees these guys downtown that she's met through you or whatever. And, or they've never met her or they've never met me and they'll come up and they'll be like, you must be Steve's ex-wife. And, but she has this little following of men that just love her. And what makes me happy too, is they're always telling her, this is my favorite thing. And they all tell her this is that she's strong and they think she's cute and stuff, but so many of them tell her she's strong and I love it that I'm like, that's right, she is strong. And the more men she can hear that from, gay, straight, hetero, whatever, trans, I don't care. The more more people people. that tell her that, that she's strong. And yeah, and I'm like, it's awesome. And how many people does she get to love and see that it's okay to love because of this? I mean, I could go down there and have a blast if I just wanted to let go and not have my kids there. <laughs> I had fun with the kids, too. I think it was a good thing. Sophie was pretty funny. Yeah, Sophie was pretty funny. She was totally into Betty Who. And Dancing on that there. stage, man. Um, she loved which There were a lot of sexual induendos going on on that stage. <laughs> and that's ultimately what... Eventually why you guys decided yeah. to take the kids yeah. home. It got a little risky. Yeah, a little too and much it was air laid. humping <laughs> on, the, on the stage. And, but it was fun to see them get excited oh. about being at a concert. You know, yeah. it's a free concert in downtown Boise. They had fun. So one of the other cool things that, and, and this was a post made by a friend. We didn't make it down to the parade, but one of my friends did. And the sign that she made was free mom hugs for, I don't remember exactly what was on. but She put all sorts of stuff on there. And I thought that was so cool because we all need a hug. We all need to be, feel like we're loved. And yeah, ultimately there. we went down to Pride to just support Penny and support her dad because we love you guys. Well, it meant a lot to me that you guys were there. Yeah. It did. And about the hugs, there were three organizations that sponsored booths. booths. Not sponsored booths, but registered and put on a booth specifically to give hugs. Mm-hmm. I got like nine hugs from those booths. <laughs> And it's literally, you walk up to the booth and they're just like, free hugs from whatever their organization was. Mm-hmm. One of them was the Mama Dragon, so they're Mormon yeah. mothers. Yeah. I think, I, and don't quote me on this, but I think they're mothers of, uh, Mormon mothers uh, with that have gay sons or gay kids. I don't think all of them do, but. Yeah. Maybe not. And I don't know. Maybe they're yeah. And actually, maybe that's I've too specific, been but. going to get involved with some of the stuff they're doing. And then another one had stickers that said, I was hugged by a Mormon at Boise Pride. <laughs> and then. The third one, I don't know what the organization was, but free hugs all around. That's awesome. And one of the people I was with, who was a volunteer, who I had just met, kind of like was coordinating his volunteer experience at Pride, came around with me and was with me at those hugs. And afterward, he said, man, I did not realize how much I needed a hug. <laughs> or nine. <laughs> yeah. So you put a poll on a couple of weeks ago, or it was last week. <laughs> About on, which on of us Instagram. is the most huggable. Yeah. Or gives the best hugs. So who was the winner of that? I was. You won the poll. Which I think is hilarious because yeah. I am definitely not the best hugger out of you guys. Yeah, who's the best hugger? And I also think it's funny because Matt voted for himself <laughs> twice. And you still lost. And he still didn't beat me. <laughs> yeah. It depends who you ask who the best hugger is. But Matt, go ask my mom and she'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was funny. It is important to get that contact sometimes, to get hugs. And I think sometimes we forget that. 
So it is like a simple thing. But when I was single, I remember sometimes people coming up to me at church, like in between marriages again, and they would hug me and I would like melt because I hadn't had that physical touch and that intimacy that I'd been used to. And it was like really powerful. And so I think that's cool that they do hugging booths. It's fun. You were going to ask a question. I just was going to ask what else, what other impressions you guys had and what other thoughts. That's about it. That was, yeah, that was about sums it up. I mean, we weren't there for a long time. No. Just enough to experience some things. All in all, it was fun. Yeah. It was a great experience. I think it was a great experience for our kids. I do too. And I'm sure we'll try and make it down to a parade or something next time. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to be in the parade. Anytime you're in a parade, it's fun. It is fun to be in the parade. Penny and I were in it last year, and I just thought it was amazing when you get to the end of it, when it's so crowded, just hordes of people on either side, just cheering, and waving their flags, and just, I don't I, I it was really cool for me. Yeah. Penny didn't like the attention. <laughs> she just kind it's of... It's a little overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then when we left, people were just so nice. Like, they were... Trying to get through the crowd yeah. to get out. It was a packed, jam-packed crowd. Yeah. And we were at the very front of the stage. Mm-hmm. The only way out was out the back. Straight you through. Know? And so, yeah. And people were totally kind. And that was through and- actually, I thought, interesting. Because I, Penny and I got out. And I'm good at weaseling through crowds because I'm little. And so is Penny. And she's holding on to me. And I was surprised you guys came out right behind us. Oh, we I was like, you. there's no way. Yeah. And so, but it, and that speaks volumes that people were obviously kind enough to move out of the way when they saw us leaving. So all in all, I think it was, like we said, a good experience. It's definitely... But in my mind, so here's the thing. One thing that was going through my mind as we were leaving was, oh man, do people pick up that I'm straight? And are they going to be nice to me? Like, that's literally what's going through my mind. I'm like, why am I even thinking that? You know? I doubt if anyone there was. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I bet, I bet the only one who looked at you but, the least bit with any kind of a, but who I is think, this guy and why is he here, was people who knew me yeah. and probably wondered, <laughs> who in the world are these people here tagging along with him? Is that Steve's new boyfriend? <laughs> people have asked, you know, people have asked that several times. Oh, yeah, I know. When we've done our, our double daddy daughter dates, when yeah. we've both taken like Penny and Sophie out for ice cream or whatever, yeah. and the people will comment, what a cute family <laughs> or... Oh, Is I didn't that know. Your new boyfriend? Who's the new man in your life? Yeah. And I'm like, my ex-wife's husband. <laughs> yeah. But going back to that thought, I think that it's super important and something that I realized is like, and I quickly caught myself and basically told myself to stop thinking that of people are judging me for maybe being straight right now at this time. <laughs> but no, I what I'm getting at is yeah. like I mean, I can only speak for myself, but People at Pride Fest that I knew were straight, I just so loved having them there. Yeah. Like, that is a yeah. big statement. And people who, when I've mentioned that I was, you know, volunteering for Pride or that I last weekend I was at Pride or whatever, and they're like, oh, we so wanted to go this year. Or like, oh, we love Pride or whatever. I just, I love that when there is yeah. someone that I know, like, doesn't have the same ties to it that I do, but loves going and supporting for whatever that reason is. Yeah, and, and that's something that I learned is that a straight person at Pride is called, like Jessica brought up, a straight ally. And it's a very positive thing to have you there. And I thought... That, and if anyone looked at you and thought, what is he doing here? Right. He doesn't belong. Right. They don't belong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If they are thinking that, 
they are wrong. Yeah. But I thought that was a cool term. But I can get straight alley. Yeah. Yeah. And so many of those sixty-five thousand people in attendance were straight allies. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't. I have no idea what number, and no one would. But yeah, so much, so much of the pride community are people who have friends and family members and loved ones, and who are fall into some faction of that LGBT plus. Yeah. And I'm I'm realizing talking about all this that you know I had so much. It was so emotional for me and so powerful to me that that Friday night. Because of the support of me and people that are like me, and I understand that it's not the same for someone who doesn't fit into that umbrella. Yeah. So for you guys, I'm sure it was fun and it was entertaining and it was cool and a little strange and maybe a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it was just like Friday night. I was just like so emotionally overwhelmed by the turnout and the energy and the support and the people and. It's just, it was incredible to me. And Saturday, even more so. Like, I didn't think Saturday could beat Friday night for me, but it did. Just all day, seeing the turnout and seeing just the positivity and the amazing energy was just, I was just so proud. I was really proud of Boise. Yeah. Boise has come so far, and it was just such a cool little city. So unique. Yeah. I mean, here we are in Idaho. And how different, so different, <laughs> Boise and the rest of Idaho. And I love that this was demonstrated in the Capitol lighting. For the last two years, we have been able to light the Capitol in rainbow lights yeah. for those two nights, which is awesome to see. And But this year, they have a new director of something or other who said, no, no one gets to light the Capitol. And Pride said, no one gets to tell us we don't. We're doing it anyway. Figure out a way. So and don't quote Bring me on the, the details here, but from what I know of the scenario, it was basically state of Idaho said, you put any lights on our property, we're confiscating it and having you arrested for trespassing. So, city of Boise chimes in and says, well, we've got a sidewalk. That's not the state of Idaho. That's <laughs> Boise's. Put your lights on the sidewalk and you light that thing up and you've got our support. How cool is the city of Boise for piping up and doing yeah, that? That's great. Cool. So, that's exactly what happened and it was kind of this whole, you know, we wondered if it was, everyone was kind of like, is it gonna get lit? Is it not? Is it gonna happen? Is it not? And it happened. And it was amazing, right at the fireworks, right at the pinnacle of Betty Who's performance, right at the peak of everyone's like energy level from the whole day. And for so many of us who like have emotional ties to that, it was just a huge, yeah, just a huge cool. victory and a huge success and a huge declaration that Boise's got our back. Yeah. And there were 65,000 people here that have our back. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I've just heard from so many people what a positive experience it was for them to be yeah, in a place like that. I will say that it wasn't a negative experience for me. It was definitely positive. I think my last take on this is I think anytime that I feel as though I'm in an uncomfortable situation, I grow from that. For sure. And I think that that's probably true for most people. If they're put in an uncomfortable situation and learn from it, you'll grow. And I look at it as you know a growing experience for me. As always, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode of the Husband Law Podcast. We are so grateful you are here and we are so grateful for your love and support. If you got done listening to today's episode and you are wanting to find more clarity in your life, you are thinking, 
man, I would like to know where I go from here, whether that is because you've had a partner come out, you are going through a divorce, your spouse has had an affair, whatever. If you are going through something hard and you are looking for some clarity, or maybe you have just lost your sense of self in motherhood, in your work, in whatever it is, I have something for you. Hop on and get a free clarity call with me. That is correct, a free clarity call. You and I can talk face-to-face via Zoom and figure out what it is you are looking for. We can dive into the things you are struggling with, and we are going to help you be prepared to take bold action that will help you let go of feelings of anger, resentment, bitterness, all of those things that are so heavy to carry, and instead help you move forward with clarity. And you can do this without asking anyone else to change, without your situation changing, without leaving your religious beliefs or whatever it may be. You can do all of this without those things changing unless you want them to. So if you are looking for some guidance and want to get on a call with me, get signed up today. I have four calls open each week, so you will want to claim yours now. You can head to the show notes and you can find the link there, or you can go to theboldlogic.com forward slash free call to get yours today. See you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.